Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of At the Movies with William Fletcher. As per usual, I am your host, William Fletcher, and this week, um, before I continue on and talk about the um, film that we will be that I will be discussing this week. I'm planning on, if I cannot get a guest on to record an episode for this show, I am just going to record an episode by myself talking about a film or something. I know that's not always the most enjoyable thing, listening to just me talking for 30 minutes or however long the episode ends up being, but I uh, like to get an ep- I would I like to get an episode out once a week, if I can, um, on preferably Mondays, but I, I'm not going to stick to a specific schedule. I will try and get it out on a weekday. Uh, so between Monday and Friday, I will try and get it out. I will get it out on Monday if I can. If I don't have something recorded for Monday, then I'll just get it out sometime during the week. So there might be some more episodes in the future of just me talking about films. Uh, it's, not, it's not my preferred. I would love to have someone else on this talking about it. But, you know, I'm just working with what I've been given, and I hope you still enjoy, and I just think that is a um, good explanation of, you know, and and I've got a couple of really, really good episodes planned in um, over the next few weeks. Hopefully I can get, I'm hoping, I'm uh, currently in discussion and contact with someone with um, a, a big guest, I guess, sort of in terms of podcasts, a big guest. Uh, I don't know when that episode is happening. I was hoping that we could record it this month in July, but, you know, it doesn't always work out. But at some point in the near future, hopefully we'll, we'll get this person on. But that is in the, in the future. That is not relevant to this week. So I will be talking about a film that I watched about a week ago, the um, anime for the... I was going to say Japanese anime, but I think all anime is Japanese. The anime film Grave of the Fireflies, another obscure film. And I'm going to try and keep this spoiler-free. Um, when I get to a point where I'm going to talk about spoilers, I will give you a warning and then uh, just skip ahead a couple minutes or so. And hopefully, I will tell you to just, yeah, when I get to the spoilers, I'll give you like a big warning in case you haven't seen it and you would like to, so you can just skip ahead a little, and then you can skip to my ranking, my rating rather at the end. So, this film, uh, what is it about? Uh, for those who don't know, the film is a, so yeah, it's, it, it is an anime film about the, about, sorry, um, I believe it is World War Two that the story takes place in, um, and it, yeah, to the Second World War. I'm just I've got some notes. I've, I've got some notes next to me that I'm just reading. So, uh, and it, so it takes place during the Second World War, and it follows um, two characters: uh, a brother and a sister, uh, Saito and Setsuko, and they are bait and they are orphaned during the war. And so it is, the film is basically an exploration of these two children, essentially, uh, living in 
this time and trying to survive World War Two, and it, it also is a comment on the Japanese culture in certain ways and how it deals with people who are homeless or people who are in suffering and pain, and it's um it's it's uh, it's a very very well made film. I to sort of give you my history on anime as a genre. Well, it's not a genre, a medium, I guess. It's, it is, in fact, it is a medium. But I, I, um, I'm very a big proponent of, you know, I get annoyed when people say that animation is a genre when it isn't, because it isn't an, a genre. It, it is a medium, and I, when you know, you artists like those board games, or you see these things, they're like, oh, animation is my favorite genre, or whatever. And it's like, well, that's it's not a genre though. It is a medium through which to tell a story and that sort of you know and you know plenty of people are sort of like this um if you listen to the incredibles uh, audio commentary there's like a brad bird has like a tirade about people who call animation a genre instead of a medium i haven't listened to it but i've heard it from people who have heard it i know it's apparently it's very funny um but anyway, it's sort of my history of anime. Um, I knew of anime films, you know, I knew of Ghibli's work, or Ghibli, 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 whatever, however you pronounce it, you know, stuff like Spirited Away and House Movie Castle, and anime is something that I'm not particularly interested in. Not that they're not, because something about the animation style and sort of what the premise is, is for a lot of those kinds of films put me off slightly. I feel like I don't have a problem with a film being, you know, happy and go lucky, you know, and sort of having a sense of wonder, but I feel like I will watch them in the future. And I think I've, I've talked about this briefly in an episode in the past. Maybe. I'm not sure if I did. Maybe it was after. Anyway, that's not the point. Uh, I've never seen any anime film until this film, Grave of the Fireflies, which um, very affected me emotionally uh it's like i'm always a big i'm always someone who appreciate like i don't i don't know how to i'm going to try and put this in words as best i can um i'm not always like, very rarely am I truly emotionally affected by a film. Like, I'll be happy and, I, you know, I'll feel the, you know, if it's a good film, I can, you know, I'll be happy or be sad or be angry or be whatever. But very rarely do I get to a point of just, like, emptiness and just, like, pure sadness is the prime thing. Like, very few films can reduce me to tears or get close to it. And watching this film... It just truly, um, it truly got to me. And I think, like, I I think this film works and gets to that point because it's kin. I, I don't think this film works as well if there aren't, if it isn't kids as the protagonists. Because I think the film, it needs the protagonist to be kids because I don't think there's as much emotional, in my perspective anyway, there isn't as much emotional resonance or like it wouldn't be as emotional and get to people as much if it were kids as the main characters. 
and you know there are people who I'm sure can relate to you know losing a parent at a very at a young age and not truly understanding how it works and and that is what the opening of this film is the film opens on uh bombing because it takes place during world war ii and so there's like bombings and there's people getting into the raids and the uh, uh, a quick spoiler so just skip ahead like 10 seconds 10 20 seconds or so uh basically the main character's town is gone like they escape they run they hide under a, a raid shelter they look back and that town is decimated there is nothing left there are just like there's just burnt wood and fire and that is like a truly emotionally affecting and then there's of course their mother who is in who is really badly injured like she is uh, her, her entire body is essentially burnt like every bit of her is burnt and it is disturbing to watch and so yeah after that then the film is is well actually before that the opening scene of the film um again uh bruce willis so just skip ahead a little bit is so it's like in a train station and you've got these two uh like cleaners janitors and they're cleaning up the train station and there's a bunch of like homeless kids there who are all dead or dying and just the way that they are treated and the reaction that they give is so like effed up that like this is a part of this was a part of culture and how it it still exists in culture today the reaction and what is what you know happens to and the respect respect or lack thereof that is given to homeless people people who are dying on the street but people don't pay them any mind because they're homeless people and then they and they don't matter like that is truly dark like that is truly truly like just that is truly just a terrible thing that exists and i, and I believe i don't know how accurate this is and feel free to correct me uh contact me email contact me or message the um us on facebook if this was an intention of the director to comment on Japanese culture and the reaction that it has towards the homeless, like I, I don't, again, I don't know because I'm not Japanese and I've never been to Japan, and I don't, and I, and how they could their culture have changed, but then I'm, I'm pretty sure if I, if I read something, I was reading something, I don't know if I read it correctly, that in this time the homeless were treated as you know less than human and, and in fact uh it takes place because it's a flash forward and then the rest of the film is a flashback i didn't grasp that the first time i watched it so one of the characters kids we see there is um <clears throat> one of the kids that we see there is like the main kid basically and i didn't and i didn't catch that the first, i didn't catch that when i watched it but i because i think you know, it, 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 in hindsight, it is incredibly obvious, and I feel stupid that I missed that, but I think I missed it because I was so focused on what I was witnessing in this film, the reaction that these characters are given by these people 
that I just sort of didn't take it in especially. Um, and I think that was just it. And so then, you know, after that, we see, you know, the raid and this kid. And, and I will say that the animation, I don't know if all anime is like this, because this is from the late 80s, but it feels very choppy. Like, it, it just doesn't feel, like, it just didn't feel quite right. That that might just be me. And that might just be, or that might just be sort of how anime is in general. And, you know, I, I don't know. But it... Yeah, it's it's really, um, yeah, it's it's a bit inter it's a bit of an interesting animation style, but that is anime as a whole. And so, I'm just going to sort of talk about some other parts in the film, and as well as as well as those people's interpretations and analyses and themes and stuff that they have sort of gathered from the film. So yeah, the film is primarily with those two, two main kids, Saito and Setsuko. Setsuko. And so they spend some time with this woman, this horrible woman who is awful to them, and then they leave and they, then they make their own home, but you know, they can't survive because they're just too kids and it gets really emotional and really sad and like that, that I, I will talk about more individual stuff in a minute but it it's because this is a film that is very like you could very easily interpret it as being anti-war and that that's pretty oh sorry and that's like a pretty accurate opinion to gleam from it that it is anti-war because you know the film doesn't try to glamorize it and, and it doesn't show like you know these soldiers in battle you know doing cool things you know shooting people and stuff that no it's not doing that the film is really only like the film is showing the struggles that you know, people are dealing with and the bad things that are happening to people because of, um, you know, the, the bad stuff that happens because of war and how, you know, and just sort of how it goes and, you know, problems that, you know, just occurs from war however the the director of the film has repeatedly denied that 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 he he denied that it is an anti-war film he sort of talks about what he believes it is and he and he said here and, and i'm just reading a quote here from him it is it is not at all an anti-war anime it contains absolute no such message uh, he instead had he had intended to convey an image of the brother and sister living a fair life due to isolation from society and invoke sympathy, particularly in people in their teens and twenties. And so he also talked about another film, uh, Barefoot Gen, which I've also heard is a is another anti-war film, but that sort of did, that sort of a similar anime war film. And so the director was an anti-war advocate, and he 
he basically has talked about how like it the country hasn't changed exactly sort of how it sort of still sends children off to war and you know does these things uh eddie eddie you know he makes a um you know he he, he is anti-war but that's not the message he's trying to and the film uh the film is also a it is an it is an adaptation of a short story an autobiographical short story which i haven't read and i don't know how accurate it is to the original short story because you know i haven't read it of course but it is an adaptation of that and i think you know and the fact of the matter is like things that i know happen actually happen for real like that gets me more at times like the fact that knowing that this actually happened to someone like I haven't seen 147 hours, but I have to assume that when I eventually watch it, I'll be, like, even more, you know, uh, not gross and sort of more, like, icky about it, because that is, like, you know, based off a real person. You know? Just, uh, just stuff that takes place something stuff that's you know about real people that gets me more than like you know stuff that isn't real because it's like i know because you know i know this stuff happened and yeah it's just <laughs> and i will go as far to say this is Probably my favorite animated film I've ever seen, and like I've seen a lot of animated films because I love animated films. They're great. They are some. They because they are the most. I I would argue that they can be the most interesting forms of um film making because there's so much you can do with animation that you cannot do in live action. Like Spider Man Into the Spider Verse, for example, as an animated film. You can't do as a live action film with the create. I mean, you could do with the creativity, but with the movements and the various different like just stuff that's in that film, you couldn't do as well if it was in live action. And this film, they did a live action adaptation of this film, which I don't really know much about. I assume it's probably the same film, but just live action. And I'm just going. I'm just quickly looking it up now to see how it was received. So it seems like it was received relatively well. Like nothing. Like it's not. Like it, it's sort of like a middling score. So it'd be in the middle, right? Kings wise. Um. Yeah, this film just really. I I, I really don't know what to say. Like, I would like to do a read, like, I'd like to do this episode, an uh, episode talk about this one again with someone else who's seen it, because there's so much more discussion I can get from this than I am now. And I just think that, like, it's just, it's, it's, it's kind of a bit hard to talk about, honestly, because, like, such a dark, depressing film that is truly 
um it like it's it's true like you feel it like the emotion and like the characters in the story you feel it it's truly fantastic it it um yeah uh i've still got some i will talk about a few more things i'm this is probably gonna get a little more spoilery and this will probably be most of the rest of this episode so skip to like towards near the end where i give my rating and everything because i'm just going to talk about spoilers for the next 10 minutes or so maybe um so the film yeah it's <laughs> so these two japanese kids and they are living their lives, you know, they, they live with this one woman who takes them in after their mother um, passes. And so they are basically just living out of the kind, they're just living with these people out of the kindness of their hearts. And it, one problem I did have, kind of, was the mother... So they, so they, after them, they live with this woman and uh, her partner and their, and her kid. And it, she is getting very irrationally angry with them. And I don't know if I truly think it's massively justified. Like, I, I think that it comes a bit out of nowhere. And I, I and it, it's not that it's bad. Wait, it's not bad per se. It's more just, it feels like that it comes out of nowhere and it really feels like it's just, this is here to sort of carry the story along, really, and just to create conflict and create conflict and to, you know, have these things happen so that we can progress the story. And so we spent a good, like, 20, 30 minutes or so, maybe, give or take, with this woman and her family. She just treats these kids absolutely appallingly. And so then the kids leave and they find an old, like, raid shelter and they basically make a home in there. They put up, like, a, a mosquito net so they can, you know, sleep in there and not be stung by mosquitoes. They make a swing, they've got, they've got all this food and everything. And it's, truly just and you almost forget how bleak and dark this film is when you just watch these two kids living in a home together just just living life having fun you know making their own food having fun with the um fireflies and it's um you know, and, and everything seems all good. Then the, well, so throughout the film, through various scenes, the boy, the older of the two, is sending fathers, fathers? Wow. God. I do that all the time. He's sending letters to his father to sort of give him updates, like telling him that his mom is injured and that she's died, and then, you know, he's not responding. And as I was watching this, I was like, his dad's not getting those letters. His dad's probably died. Like, his, that's why his... Like, and, and I was watching this, and I'm like, his dad isn't res responding. 
to these letters because he's dead. He has passed. And that is because... <laughs> just... And that just is terrible. Just that watching, you know, you watch these, you know, this kid who he's sending letters and letters to his dad awaiting an answer that he's not getting and that he will never get. And, and you know, it is not revealed to us that his dad is dead until, like, towards the end of the film. But it's truly because, you know, nothing, like, we don't know anything. You know, it's not confirmed until, like, right towards the end of the film that his dad is that they've lost, and that, you know, because towards the end of the film, it is revealed to the boy that the Japanese lost the war, that the war is over, that the Americans, or Americans slash British, are coming to them and to, you know, take control of the country. They won the war, and they're, you know, going to be taking it all. And also, throughout the film, there's, you know, several scenes of them with, of the kids with fireflies. And I was wondering why it is called Grave of the Fireflies, you know, and there is a scene where they've got all these fireflies and then the next day they're all dead, so they bury them in the grave of the fireflies. But it is also, it is because, it is also called, this the um something that I've found here that I've got I'm just reading off of. Um is so called because people considering considered their lights hovering near lakes and rivers to be the source of the Heike family, all those members perished in a famous historic naval engagement, the Battle of Danura. Also and the film it it makes parallel it it, it it parallels between you know the fireflies or what sets ku and saito are that these you know because there's um there's a dialogue scene about halfway through the film or so where she's asking uh setsuko sorry is asking saito why the fireflies have to die so early and why they have to um why they have to die so early and why they um and it's just I'm sorry, so that I'm pausing every now and because I'm just thinking about it and it's just really um just getting a little bit yeah, it, it it's hard to talk about. So the film So it's basically using the fireflies as a metaphor 
it's using the fireflies as a metaphor for these kids because um spoiler alert again um kids unfortunately die these you know and and the, the parallels between the fireflies and these kids are these kids are you know innocent they deserve to live a long life and and you know the girl believes that these fireflies should live a long life, that they shouldn't die as soon, but that is the unfortunate reality that we live in, that these two kids are going to die earlier than they should because of the world and, and because of war and because of everything that comes from this. And it's just... It's just... very very well handled and it is it i was heartbroken i i didn't it it makes sense as an ending for these two kids to be dead for them to die but like you don't want that to happen it's you it's never nice to see kids hurt or in pain or dying because it's not enjoyable. I I mentioned this in my um episode on spring, summer, autumn, winter and spring. The um one a scene earlier on in the film where that kid is crying. I don't like that because it makes me uncomfortable and makes me feel just bad that I can't help this kid who is upset. Like just it just gets me that, you know, and that that is something that can get that gets me. A lot of films is just bad things happening to kids. It it's just it's never enjoyable to watch. And I just and it's just not nice to be honestly. Um so yeah. That's the um end of this actually no this is not the end sorry i've actually got a couple more points i'd like to um talk about really quickly uh so there's you know there's a bit in the film where they've got uh their kid um the two kids have got this like canister of like fruit like hard fruit lollies and so they, you know, they're having one at a time, you know, saving them, you know, keeping them up. And, and then, you know, we get towards the end of the film where the little girl is dying and she's got what you think are the um, final, like, few hard lollies in her mouth. But it turns out it's marbles because she's dying of malnutrition. And just it is um, very... Uh, it's very emotional just watching this little girl barely have the strength to do anything to eat to walk to self to move to do anything really it really gets to me um and this film is just it's just really really good it is just really really great and for that reason, I'm giving this an out of ten. So that is this week's 
episode, uh, Grave of the Fireflies. Hope you enjoyed. This will probably be probably be one of my more depressing episodes on this show. So go back and listen to some old ones where we have a lot more fun, where it's not just me talking about really sad things. So, where... <laughs> I feel really weird plugging this show. I've mentioned it enough in previous episodes, and I will mention it next week, but you know, but you, if this, you should be able to find us, just search for us on Facebook and Instagram, check me out on Letterboxd, uh, website. I will, this is really nice. The website is up, it is launched. Hopefully, hopefully it works. If it is not launched, um, I'm still working on it. Not everything is as nice as I'd like it to be. However, the website should be launched. So hopefully, if if you search for it, in fact, let me just quickly find the, if you just search at the movies, williamfletcher.com, you should uh, hopefully be able to find it. And so what you will find on this Facebook page will be the about section, which is just shows about uh, contact information. Uh, this is the podcast reviews slash blogs, which will basically just be reviews I will post on there, as well as my personal 100 favorite films. That can give you some hits, that will give you some, hopefully give you some hints as to future episodes of the podcast, as well as, you know, as well as giving you a sort of explanation into sort of a look into my tastes for films. And yes, that is all for this week's episode. I hope you all enjoyed. Um, and yeah, I will hopefully see you all next week.